<laughs> Hi, Yoko. Hi, Kate. This is episode... <laughs> is it 15 or 16? I think it's 16. 16. This is episode 16. Oh, so where are you from? We just got back from winter break. We've been on a break for a long time. You know, I think self-care is really important and and the learning curve is not that steep, but we definitely have had a few troubles getting our shit together for this episode. I don't think I had opened this computer since the last time we recorded. But you know what? It's like good. You deserve it. Now we're like ready to start, you know, new year, new season of... So where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this shit called again? I don't know. (laughs) What are we doing here? I forget. Um, How was your new year, Yoko? It was... (laughs) We didn't do shit for New Year's and it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We... Oh, we made a pizza at home. Mm -hmm. And we ate it. And then um, we... I don't know. Kevin was asleep at like 12, 15. It's <laughs> great. How about you? <laughs> uh, I was at my friend's house for New Year's and it was really funny because they don't have cable. No one has cable these days. And we, we looked at our phones and we're like, oh wait, it's already midnight. But how come it hasn't happened on the TV yet? <laughs> like, oh, because the stream is like two minutes behind. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> but it was okay. We played like fun games and stuff and then the next day my family had like a really big um shogatsu party we ate tons of traditional food sick and it was fucking delicious i look forward to it every single year i remember that you were talking about like wanting to preserve the tradition of making osechi and like make like learning from your grandmother like how to make that stuff Mm -hmm. and i was just like Yo, my mom just buys that shit from the grocery store. Most people's moms and grandmas do because, like, a lot of it is kind of a pain in the A to make. Yeah. And you only make, like, you don't make, like, a crap ton of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's like we're making it for a party that, this year, our party had probably, like, 50 people at it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like all of our family (laughs) friends showed up and, like, you know, now we got friends with babies and dogs and, yeah. Gotta feed them all. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I'm mostly like a sous chef. So whatever, like my mom's doing all the cooking the entire day mm-hmm. and I'm just there to do what she tells me to do. <laughs> that's how, that's how you start being a real chef is you start as a sous chef right? or you start as like a person who like wipes the floors mm-hmm. and then you eventually become a sous chef and then you're the chef. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Like o- over the past few years, I've been washing all the dishes just whenever my mom needs dishes washed. Oh my washed. God, you are Jira dreams of sushi right now. Dude, for real, because my mom doesn't let me fucking cook anything. <laughs> But I know what I'm doing. She's just like, no, you know, whatever. Like, get out of my way. But, um, you know, now I'm, you know, at the stage where I can, like, cut stuff and prep stuff and oh stuff things inside of other things. You are a movie. Which is great. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I have, like, tied our midatai, the fish, that um, the tail curves up at the end and it, like, stands up magically when That's it's cooked. That's amazing that we don't even eat that. That's oh, my so God. Cool. <laughs> That's my favorite. But nice. I don't know. My mom, one thing that she will probably never let me do is like cut the sushi. So every year we have like sashimi on the table and she and my auntie took me to the fish market and I don't know what I'm looking for when I'm getting <laughs> fish, but they choose like these big honking slabs of raw fish from this place called um, LA Fish Market in downtown LA. And it is a restaurant supply market that opens up to the general public just for New Year's. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's really cool. Oh, that's so cool. They buy a butt ton of fish, dude. Like wow. a butt ton. And, and then they make it all though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They serve it all like sashimi style. My mom is really good at cutting sushi. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like my New Year's for us is like so small because everyone I mean my family is small to begin with, but like People who live in the United States, it's literally three people. Word. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is, like, my family still makes a lot of the traditional stuff. Like, the scary stuff that, like, basically only people over 50 will eat. Like, kazunoko. Do you like that? It's basically, like, I'm fish egg sack. I'm Yeah. I used to think it was weird, and now it's all right. It's all right, right? <laughs> but I feel like as we get more assimilated, you just kind of see the dishes also become more assimilated. So people mm-hmm. will serve things like California rolls and, like, wontons. And, mm, yum. I mean, those are all good, too, but I just don't think that um, people – like, I, I think that food specifically is a tradition that I'd like to keep alive as long as possible. Just That's because good. I know language is going to go. I mean, it's already, like, basically evaporated with me. <laughs> But I try. I try. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. Um, Do you have any resolutions? Oh, hell yeah. Um, Last year, my New Year's resolution was to apologize less. And this year... How'd that go? It went okay, but (laughs) this year I have just resolved myself to not apologize anymore. Just... At all. At all. Holy shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Well, I was just doing it a lot. I, I noticed it, you know, and... I have nothing to be sorry for. And I always just felt embarrassed all the time. And this year it's, I'm trying to be less embarrassed about yes, stuff. Yes, okay. yeah. Work on some self-confidence and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, uh, take a few more pottery classes. Like, I think I'm going to check out like two new studios this year. And then, oh, I already completed one of my new year's resolutions this year. What? Yeah, dog. I threw away all the bras and underwear I hated. (laughs) Like, and socks. Oh, my God. I just have so many socks that I hate. And I just, like, keep them in the drawer for, like, no reason. And I hated looking at them. And I'm never going to wear them. It's like I'd rather turn my other socks inside out than, like, wear these other stupid ones that are, like, all misshapen and weird from high school. And so I got rid of all of them. And I'm real proud of myself. What about you, Yoko? Um, I don't really do resolutions that much because I, I think in the past when I made them, I like didn't make them measurable. Mm -hmm. So like not being able to measure something is hard for me to like assess at the end of the year if I actually did them. So like for a while I just didn't do it. Word. But this year, um, okay. So there's some like normal human stuff that I really should do, which is actually wash my contacts when I take them out every day. Which is something that I don't do. Wait, you're supposed to wash your contacts? You're supposed to, like, rub them and, like, rinse them out with contact solution. Oh, yeah. What, you just, like, take them out of your I just take them out of my eyes and just, like, put them in the the solution. Did something happen to you where that surface is an issue? No, I just, at some point I was just like, this is a terrible habit. Um, Mm. And then um, the other thing is to floss. Oh, I've been flossing. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So these are things that I know I have to do every day. And like that is something like knowing that it's an action that I have to do every day makes it easy to measure, which is really good for me. So that's those are two resolutions. Um, And then um, my third resolution kind of leads into my model minority. (gasps) Look at you. Segway. Segway. So my model minority this week. Well, there are kind of a few, but the main model minority is a woman named Reese Kwan who wrote a article on Vice about the Asian American literature that got her through 2016. Ooh. And 
basically it's just like 2016 as most of us would probably agree was kind of a shit show I don't know what you could possibly be referring to god that's Um, the worst year ever but basically she was like these are the books that got me through this year and she lists like 15 books and I'm going to try to read all of them. Wow. So literally that probably is going to mean that I am just going to read only Asian writers this year. Dude. I don't even 15? read that many books in a year. So Dude, we'll see. I'm lucky if I finish like two and a half books a year. Same. Right? Same. Um, but I think having a list is really good. Yep. Because then you can cross them all off. I can cross them all Measurable. off. Measurable. So we'll see. I started reading the first one which is The Sympathizer by Viet Viet Thanh Nguyen. Okay. It takes place toward the end of the Vietnam War. It's about a a Vietnamese guy who is a, what is it called, a double agent? Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. It's weird because he, like, moves to the United States and experiences, like, kind of being alienated as a person who's like supposed to be friendly to the United States but isn't. It's It's really good. There are many times that I've read it and I'm just like, I'm on the verge of crying on the chain. I'm like, this is so real. Oh, man. Yeah, it's really good so far. Um, but in addition to that book, there is going to be so many more, and I'm going to try to read them all. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you... Okay, so there's this uh, group in the city called Well-Read Black Girl. No. I met what? the host cool. of it. Yeah. I met the host of it at Feed and Foster. Hey, My second Farah. one. So, <laughs> thanks for the invite. Um, and... It just, it's just a list of books written by black women. Yeah, so and, cool. Um, other women of color. And I think that what it sounds like you're doing is well-read Asian girl. Hey! Gonna try my best. Also, I re- so I also read this article recently. It was an interview with Barack Obama by um, the New York Times, like, lead book critic, mm-hmm. Michiko Kakutani. Oh, God. Also Asian. What's up? Dude. And basically it was just like, it was just like a really great interview about how books got him through the last eight years. And I was just like, oh my God, maybe these books will help me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read, um, or did you see his farewell address? Yeah, I like cried. Oh God. I'm like crying now. Bawling. Yeah, so sad. Not sad. Yes, sad, but like just, ugh. The reason why I'm sad is because I know what is to come. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, that's what makes me really sad is just all that work is about to be at major, like, it's majorly in jeopardy. I know. It's, like, really, <sighs> Inauguration Day is really close, which is kind of, like, terrifying. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just, I have never felt so strongly about politics or a president until Barack Obama. And even if yeah. even someone like Hillary Clinton would have had a lot of work to do to get Oh, totally. Close. So just, like... Do you know anyone going to the Women's March? Um, I know a few people I've seen on Facebook who said that they were going to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. I am not going to D.C. I am heavily considering going to the New York one. I remember going to my first protest. Like, I have never really gone to a protest. I had never been to a protest before. Well, until, when was your first protest? Um, it was after the election. Um, and there was a protest happening in Union Square. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember feeling so, like, uncomfortable and weird and just, like, out of place and, like, not, I felt, it was, like, an out-of-body experience. Not necessarily in, like, a bad or good way, but just, like, in a way that made me feel really different from the way I normally feel. Mm-hmm. Which I think is 
not a bad thing. Um, but I left feeling like really powerless, which is strange because that's not what a protest is supposed to do. Well, I don't know what it's supposed to do, but like I was expecting to go to the protest and feel like empowered somehow, like to leave feeling like I could do something, but I didn't. Mm. But then I talked to a friend of mine uh, named Bailey. She was like, another huge reason why you go to a protest is just like optics. It's like to yeah. show that you are there to support people yeah. who might not necessarily have the privilege to feel safe like being there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that, so... I'm gonna try again. No, it's on a, Saturday. <laughs> I I've protested just to show other people who are watching. Hey, I don't agree with what just happened, and yeah. I know that a lot of people are maybe afraid because they don't know who agrees with them or just how many. And I think just showing up in vast numbers gives people a lot of courage and a lot of hope. Totally. Like I never. I just, I guess I just didn't realize that. I think I kind of went in with, like, selfish expectations and then left feeling like those expectations weren't met. But now that I have a better idea of, like, what I can accomplish going to a protest, like, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, we'll I, see. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this after the election happened. And feel free to edit this out if I did. Mm. Um but when we were marching in the anti-Trump rally, which went down Fifth Avenue right after the election, it was, I think, the Saturday afterwards, um, we were chanting, like, my body, my choice. It was all the women, like, chanting. And then men responded, her body, her choice. And that got me really emotional because, I don't know, I just, it's so hard for me to think that women's reproductive rights matter to men because it really doesn't physically affect them but when I heard like all of these men chanting in response to like what I was saying like I got all misty-eyed I'm getting misty-eyed now just because it's like I'm so glad that um that sort of thing matters to people right especially like now yeah anyways um all right I'm gonna we're gonna wipe our faces (laughs) for a second but I'm gonna um I'm going to talk about my model minority. Okay, okay. So my model minority is, like, completely different than yours. That's fine. Her it's na- okay. Her name is uh, Yukimi Nagano, and she is the lead singer of Lil Dragon. Hey! What's that? Lil Dragon? Oh, my God. Okay, they're, they're this awesome Swedish band, and they... Oh. Yeah, she's actually, like... I really like her. I'm also partial to, like, bands with an Asian front woman. Uh, yeah, obviously. right. Who wouldn't be? It's like her and like Karen O from the IIS, and she's technically like hop up. She's half Swedish, half Japanese, but she's like I first heard her like album that came out like uh, the Little Dragon album that came out like a couple years ago. I think in like 2012 or 13 or something like that. But then she's been featured on like Gorillas albums and on um, Plastic Beach in that song Empire Ants. And then she was also in. I was listening to it earlier today. Um, Mac Miller's album and she had this other song called Festival which is really good and like whenever I hear her voice I'm just like yes girl represent yeah half Japanese people everywhere <laughs> that's the best awesome all right Little Dragon is the they sang they made Ritual Union yes got it that's there didn't know that their front song. person was a Japanese lady yeah dog Sing. represent Oh, did you see Rogue One? I did. Oh my god, what did you think? 
Okay. Here be spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Wait, question before we get into spoilers. Have you seen all of the Star Wars movies? I have. Well, I've seen... I think I've seen all of them except episode two. Oh, okay. Which is the one with, like, Hayden Christensen being real creepy. I, like, got maybe, like, 30 minutes in and then I had to, like, back out. Because I was just like, this is awful. (laughs) Nah, dude. I think that the worst one is episode one. You can just completely throw that one in the garbage. It was basically like, Anakin Skywalker was a child once. Like, Darth Vader is a baby. And then um, episode two is like, okay. And then episode three is like... Uh, they're falling in love and blah. That yeah. one was pretty gross too. I think episode three is actually my second to least favorite. Nice. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have seen them all. I did see um, Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which was great. Yes. Um, all right. Here we go. Spoilers. <laughs> First of all, so cool that every good person in Rogue One is P-O-C! a person of color or a woman. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then the saddest part is everyone fucking dies. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that explains why there were no minorities in the fourth movie. <laughs> I know. Like, basically, that's... I was just like, oh my god, what does this all mean? But it was so good. They it was died so good. to preserve hope. I know. I know. I know. I mean, I get it. I'm just sad that I won't be able to see, like, Donnie Yen, Diego Luna. Um, Jiang Wen. Yeah, all and these, Riz like... Ahmed. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> all these cool-ass people that are, like... Unless they make, like, a prequel to Rogue One. Like, we're not going to see them in another movie. <laughs> Rogue Point <Star> 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to see a Diego Luna backstory starring Diego Luna. I just would love to see Diego <laughs> Luna in everything. <laughs> Diego, yeah, Diego Luna like slingshotted me into puberty. I was just like, Hello. you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, and I remember just like sitting in the movie theater, and I was just like, oh my god, this movie is so cool. There are all shades of people in this movie, and then as the movie was ending, I was just like, oh my god, everyone is going. Oh no, oh sh- everyone died. Yeah, I was so sad. <laughs> God, it was really sad. It was but that's, so sad. That's the nature of you know being in a rebellion. That's true. You gotta die for the cause. I they know. died fighting for what they bereaved in, <laughs> and now we are bereft of them. <laughs> Dude, <sighs> I mean, I thought that Donnie Yen was fantastic, and so like even after the movie ended, I was like, I'm one with the force. The force is with me. The force. The force is with me. <laughs> Oh my god, did you read that article where this girl talked about uh, taking her father to go see Rogue One, and she's Mexican, and her Diego Luna didn't cover his Mexican accent. He spoke oh. the entire movie with, like, a bit of an accent, and he, the dad talked to his daughter after the movie and was like, hey, so, um, he's Mexican. And she goes, yeah, dad, he's Mexican. And he's like, he has an accent. Yeah. And he asked her did the movie do well? Was it successful? And she's like, dad, this is like the top grossing, like one of the highest grossing movies that have come out this year. It's already the top grossing movie. And he was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) So representation (laughs) fucking matters, people. Oh my God. Uh, I saw, I saw Diego Luna retweeting that. And I'm just like, God damn. Got emotional reading that. Wow. I am so, I feel like Diego Luna was like quiet for a little while. And then he like came back in Rogue One and I was just like, 
Oh my god, I will watch I know Diego you Luna love Diego Luna. Everything. Jeez. I even fucking have seen Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> I think I think I like wanted to see it even though everyone said it was really bad because oh, was Diego terrible. Luna was in it and then I just like I didn't I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't It's on Netflix. <laughs> also, Itumama también is on Netflix. That movie is really like just I wonder if it holds up. Do you know if it holds up? Yes, I watch it regularly. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, coming-of-age movies. Especially seeing, like, how he and Gael Garcia Bernal have, like, changed and grown as actors. Yeah, so funny to think. Because that movie was from a long time ago, too. It's from early, early 2000s. Like, I think we were in middle school or high school when it came out. So it was, like, probably yeah. 2002, 2003, something like that. Yeah. 15 years ago. No, don't say that. That was so long ago. 15 years oh, ago. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What other shit are you watching, Yoko? I just started watching this new show called <laughs> You should just talk Ted about the House. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't watch TV, really, but I did watch a couple episodes of Terrace House and talk about like really good tv oh my god okay so for those of you who don't know terrace house is a japanese reality show and it's kind of like the real world in that it's six strangers living in a house three guys three girls all in their 20s and you just kind of watch them live together and so i feel like the tagline of the show should be when people stop getting polite and start getting more polite <laughs> like even more polite <laughs> God. It, when you look at shows like the jersey shore or real world road rules those kind of things where they just put a bunch of people in a house together i mean there's like fighting and there's like you know wine and alcohol being thrown in people's faces and it gets really physical and like terrace house is not like that at all. But it's so compelling. It is. It's really compelling, <laughs> and like there, is, there is a lot of like disagreement that happens between cast members, and they're constantly talking shit about each other and telling each other, and everyone is just asking each other on dates all the time. Oh. I think it's really entertaining just to watch what people expect from twenty somethings living together in a house in another country, right? Yeah. And just how completely different their society is, yeah, from ours. And it's. What I what I love about it so much is that real world and road rules they like the the entertainment comes from all of of the drama and like the yelling and the whatever and like that stuff does not like it's the the drama is takes such a different shape yeah. in Terrace House. <sighs> I feel like it's a little bit more believable to be honest, right? Because I mean, when you have disagreements with your friends, you're not like throwing your fist in their face or like you know. I mean, I'm not calling but... them like a slut bag or a whore or something like that. <laughs> And there's definitely not some, like, comedian giving commentary after you've done it as well. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess they kind of do that on Bravo with all those stupid Real Housewives shows. They oh, have, I like, don't an, watch any of those shows. Yeah, don't. They're terrible. <laughs> but they have, like, um, what's his name? Andy Cohen. And he'll just be like, so, what just happened? I can't believe Teresa did this. Like, whatever. So it's kind of like that, but it's happening in the context of the show. I actually really like that the characters, not characters, the people on Tara's house, like, don't explain themselves. They just kind of are uninterrupted going about their everyday life. Yeah. But the production value is so high. It's so deliberately shot and they either have 10,000 cameras everywhere or part of it has to be staged, right? Like, 
I have no idea. I don't know, but it looks like such a high production value, whereas, yeah. like, I don't know, all those other MTV ones look really... Maybe not. Raw. Plus, all of the people in this show are really good looking. Yeah, right? They purposely chose all the people with super nice teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, perfect skin and, like, beautifully coiffed hair. Oh, my God. Anyway. I am so into the hairdresser guy. His name's Uchi. And he's such a douche. Like, this makes me feel like a terrible woman just because guys are just like girls don't like nice guys girls only like assholes and i'm like that's not true and i'm like oh he's totally an asshole and i'm so into him (laughs) (laughs) there was okay spoiler alert there's one episode where this guy uchi asks all three of the girls in the house on a date in front of each other and in front of the two other guys in the house and it's just like as a girl, number one, why would you be okay with that? As the other two guys trying to get with the other two girls in the show, that must just make you not feel that shit. great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like this Uchi guy. Yeah, but he's super hot. Wow. If if you I'm if you ever meet an Uchi type guy, I'm gonna have to be the one to call you out, aren't I? Oh, dude. You're gonna be like, oh, but he's so cute. I'm gonna be like, he's an Uchi! I know. Oh my god, Yoko, I've I mean, I've dated guys like that where it's just like, oh, yeah, treat me like shit, whatever. Like, oh, oh, God, you deserve better, Kate. <laughs> I know, but it's nice to watch it happen to other people. I guess so. It's <laughs> like, oh, thank God, I'm not the only stupid one around here. You're not stupid. But I mean, I think about it and I was just like, I was probably 22 or, I was 22 or 23 years old when I was dating someone like that. Not now. So... It's very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like, it's like hindsight 2020. You're like, ah, 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 I see you making those mistakes. <laughs> I see you doing You're going to regret things. that later when you're 27 and have a bunch of esteem issues. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> do we do How Asian Are You? So if it's just, if it's just us. We can. Oh, I got a good How Asian Are You question. Okay. So how Asian are you? yoko yes do you shuffle your feet when you walk like do you drag your feet is that an asian thing i don't know but i've noticed that a lot of asian people do it um i used to Mm -hmm. i don't anymore did someone correct you on it or call you out on it um trying to remember i'm sure at some point someone called me out on it but i think i just yeah i don't know what it is i want to say that it was like dancing that made me stop but I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. You know who does shuffle a lot? Kevin. Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he like a human static machine when he when it's winter time? Uh, He's like Jubilee from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were walking through the snow the other day and he his his is just like it just looks like it just ski looks tracks. Like a pair of skis. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you? I don't think you shuffle your feet. I think I do, like, it, oh. sometimes, because, I mean, if I just look at my shoes, first of all, I need to invest in better shoes, but they all wear down in the heel in a very specific way, huh. which leads me to believe that I drag my feet. Mm. Maybe you're just going to a bunch of places you don't want to go. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Huh. One reason why I can imagine why shuffling my feet became a thing growing up is because I wore slippers at home. Right. That's why I think, that's why I kind of was curious if it was an Asian thing and if other people did it. Right. So if you wore slippers at home, chances the chances of you shuffling, shuffling your feet is possibly higher. 
guaranteed. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> if I'm wearing slippers, I best be shuffling. Oh my god. My mom got me these slippers that have little oh my mop ends attached to them <laughs> for that specific purpose. Because it's just like you're shuffling your feet across the floor. Might as well pick up some dust along the way. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Oh, you know another thing that happened? What? I watched Mulan. Oh, right! For the first time. I cannot believe you have not seen Mulan until now at the ripe age of 31. I was 30 when I watched oh, it. Oh, okay, sorry. 30. At the ripe age of 30. Sorry, thanks for fact-checking me. It's okay. But I, I had not seen Mulan my whole life until then. Why not? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not like you were actively trying to avoid it, right? I don't think so. One thing, one possible answer is, well, there's two. The first answer is I was just watching The Lion King over and over again. <laughs> Basically for like the next many years after The Lion King came out. I have that on VHS. Um, but I think when Mulan came out, I think I felt like some elementary school version of rep sweats. Because mm. I was just like... This is a movie about an Asian girl, and everyone's going to think that it's about me. Right. And it's not about me. It's not even the right country. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that might have been enough of a reason for me not to watch it. That makes sense. You want to hear a sad Mulan-related story? So Do I? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's talk. It's something to consider as a parent. So my cousins, younger cousins, are eight or sorry nine and 11 years younger than me and when they were growing up you know they had Mulan in the house and they grew up in a relatively white neighborhood not relatively it is like 98 percent white neighborhood and um it it didn't occur to me until this happened that no one had ever explicitly told them that they were Japanese and so Hmm. my young cousin Michelle god bless her like asks very innocently Mom, are we China? He <laughs> just made this after watching face. New York. After watching Mulan, I was just like, "Oh God, oh God!" But I mean, she was young, right? She was really young. I want to yeah. say she was three, four. It was so innocent, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. anything like that. So I understand that. Hey, we look like them. That must be us. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's. I mean, like if that's the only thing that you have right right and it was just so alarming for my aunt to just be like oh my god oh my god have to explicitly tell them that they're japanese yeah i mean that that is there's a lesson in there yeah (laughs) so take what you will from that little nugget of my childhood where i i was in the car when that happened just flabbergasted oh my goodness michelle uh if you were wondering if you, it still holds up because I never watched it growing up and I still thought it was a really great movie. And I also cried through most of it. You did? Yeah. Dude, I am, I know all the songs. I can basically recite that movie. I thought Eddie Murphy was top notch. Yeah, I had no idea Eddie Murphy was in that movie. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm, I don't feel like I've missed out this whole time because I feel like this past year especially was a year in which I like started to become really reflective about identity and just, like, how that fits into sociopolitic shit. Mm -hmm. So just, like, watching Mulan was, like, I think at the time that I watched it, which was literally maybe two or three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. was good. It was good. I really liked it. Did you see Moana? 
No, that is a movie I want to see too. You should see it. I think it's really good. I thought the music was really good. I thought the story was great. Um, Dwayne Johnson's in it. Oh God, I love <laughs> The Rock. He can do no wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the girl who plays Moana is, she has a fantastic voice and fun story. There's like a real emotional scene in the middle of the movie. And I saw the movie with my whole family. I look over and my dad's got tears in his eyes. Oh my God. Cute. I was just like, oh, Papa Mott's. It's all right. It's all right. She's going to be okay. Aww. That's beautiful. Ah, cool. Dope. <laughs> all right. We did some How Asian Are You questions. We talked about some model minorities. We talked about some New Year's resolutions. Uh, okay, I think we've done a good job at this episode. Yeah, this is, give us a mulligan. We need to, <laughs> yeah. we need to get back into this. Yeah. Uh, Yoko, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at P-S-Y-O-K-O on Twitter and Instagram. Kate, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at C-M-Y-K-A-Y-T-O-E. At CMY Gato. <laughs> and if you want to follow the podcast, we are at SWAYF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Our website is swayfpodcast.com. Our SoundCloud is swayfpodcast. Email. Oh, our email is swayfpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a line or a few. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy, Happy MLK Year. Day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>